Welcome to Insights. This is Paul Ellis, Managing Director of Ellis Wealth Management, where we encourage you to invest in what you love. Ellis Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm focused on planning, advice, coaching, and investment management. We are dedicated to the families we serve, and we encourage you to invest in what you love. Within Insights, we look at ways to make our world richer through focusing on sharing, and developing human capital. All right. What a great, great day it is. It is a fabulous day, and we are blessed today. I have an ally and a friend and an associate, uh, Elva Trevino, on the phone with us today. Elva is the founder of the Champions Club in Houston, Texas. She's also the owner of Beautiful Minds. It's a co-ed mind uh, mentorship company. And her company, the Founders Champions Club, that was named to the top 100 visionaries in healthcare. And recently, the city of Houston proclaimed August 8th, every August 8th, as Champion Clubs Day. That is fantastic. Elva, thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, thank you for having me. Oh, boy. We met... We met in a personal and professional development group led by Tim Grover and Sherry Wank. Uh, Tim, for, for some people may know, is the personal trainer for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, uh, Dwayne Wade, and others. Uh, Shari has been an author and a leader in the agency world. We met uh, in that group. And Elva, I've always admired your insights and your leadership in our sessions, and I'm so thankful that you're spending time with us today. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Well, if you would, share a little bit, if you would, about what you do with Champions Club and also share a little bit about what you do with Beautiful Minds, if you, if you could explain those businesses and those business models to us. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm just really grateful to be able to pour into my community and you know, when I launched Champions Club, literally from my garage, um, I had a passion in health and fitness uh, through personal training to really just help people. And I feel like, you know, when people have titles to what I do, genuinely, it just comes down to that. I love supporting and helping people in my community. And also, you know, removing the lid when it comes to how strong they can feel mentally and physically, which is, you know, kind of cascaded into this global movement. So back in 2019, I, I I had a huge movement that was brewing under my feet as I was marketing two other brands in health and fitness and speaking on stages. But I knew that there was a place that I needed to kind of insert my, my mental toughness in terms of leadership and, you know, helping to lead women at that. So what birthed from that was an online training movement where helping Latina professionals through health and fitness, through personal training exactly, um, we were able to access helping clients in 11 countries in the first 90 days. Back then, you know, I was already doing so much, but what I saw was an opportunity to really use my voice, being Latin American, born in Phoenix, Arizona, to really lead by example and show these women how through fitness training, they could actually help themselves to equip themselves 
into being stronger so that they could go back and pour into everything and everyone they love. So a lot of women that got attracted to the brand initially were just like me. Some of them had higher, you know, powers, higher finances. Um, they had already done a lot in their careers, but no one's pouring into the leaders. And, you know, what's happened since then is we've actually established a physical location where I wanted to keep it relatively small. Uh, being a single mom and, you know, keeping my daughter my priority, I wanted to continue to move around in our city and keep pouring into charitable things, uh, keep growing my public speaking career. But I knew that I needed just a small space to gather these women. And through these four walls, 910 square feet to be exact, which is very, very small compared to the large, you know, corporate gyms, we've actually been able to hit some incredible milestones together. Uh, but 80% of our personal training here is actually done virtually through our online platform. And the other 20% is one-on-one -on -one and small group training. Wow. So right, right before COVID, though, we started to open the doors here at our physical studio. And, you know, obviously building a brand <laughs> through the pandemic, it's not, you know, something a wise choice, most, most would say. So what, what happened through that time was I saw that everyone's mental health really started to deteriorate. You know, we mm -hmm. were seeing teachers and nurses and business owners, um, moms at that, women of power that were losing their fire. They were getting burnt out. They were getting depressed. They were needing a place to just feel safe so they could continue to grow mm -hmm. and continue to lead some of these huge communities that they were in charge of. So that's kind of how Beautiful Minds started to spawn off was that once they closed the facility down during the quarantine for two months, um, I saw an opportunity to flip the script and not just to pour into their minds here in the gym, but to pour into their minds and to help them pull out the strongest leader that they've ever become. So Beautiful Minds has actually been a co-ed virtual mentorship that I, I love doing. We do it in seasons and it's really removed the lid from people's thinking. It's allowed them to stop living behind fear to get a, a very clear path of where they're heading next. And it's allowed people to heal and transform like they've never felt before. Wow, that's that's really interesting. So when the policies and procedures surrounding, you know, gathering began to tighten or close down, you pivoted to the opportunity to work with people mentally and mm -hmm. and continue to help them there with their growth there. Now, since things have maybe opened up a little bit, um, have you found that those that have worked in the beautiful mind space, have you found that their actual physical improvement uh, is compounded by that? Absolutely. You know, so, you know, a lot of people will put different titles on what I did personally when I was in front of clients at the gym, a uh, mental trainer, you know, uh, you know, therapist, uh, faith leader, there's so many people that have put different titles to things. But what I realized quickly was, number one, if I really wanted to grow Champions Club to the level that I know that it can go, I had to learn how to duplicate myself into a team of seven trainers, which I started to do. And a lot of the way I've developed leaders and just helped people has been based on a lot of my personal experiences. So Beautiful Minds is a great test run. Um, I never imagined it would quickly grow. We were able to help over 46 people last year. And what I noticed was that we were getting stronger at instantaneously helping them to get it together mentally. And while we were using certain aspects of that in the gym, most people still want to get healthy and, you know, carve their bodies out. That's why they're at the gym. 
but in Beautiful Minds, it's really uniting community leaders to empower each other, have a very small group where they can continue to, you know, build each other up, help each other grow. Um, and, you know, it's been a really beautiful thing to see, especially now. Uh, there's, there's such a, you know, we have Tim Grover as an incredible mentor to pour into us. And we were very lucky to be able to access him week to week and grow uh, with other allies. But there's such a big gap in perspective when it comes to, as an example, an employee trying to make a leap into business for the first time mm-hmm. or someone who may be running a platform or a small business, but doesn't have the right guidance or the right type of mentorship to help them to understand what their next steps could look like. And that's been the, the really fun part of Beautiful Minds. Now, obviously, the economy is starting to slowly open back up. What I'm realizing is that people still need mentorship. And self-development has been such a key aspect of my leadership over the last decade. I've actually worked under Grant Cardone pretty closely, too. And there are other major leaders that really had a hand in my growth. So for me, I feel very responsible of just passing that along in a way that I feel like people need it most. Well, when you're working in your community, not merely going into your your gym, but you're actually bridging the gap on on three th- three areas as I see it. Uh, one is the physical, right? The other is the mental, right? And then there's the other uh, social or community aspect because you are very active in your community. So, could you explain a little bit how you work in the community to help build people up and move these passion points forward for those that aren't, that aren't signing up to go to the gym or necessarily aren't um, part of the Beautiful Minds Club. You're still very active in your community, are you not? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even though we have, you know, allowed this movement to diversify itself, Houston is a very large melting pot. Um, it, again, it goes back to that word responsibility. And we've heard Tim Grover even relay that to some of the greats or people who are building a company, you know, that will last in the market for 25 years. But, you know, a lot of people see the overnight success and they think, wow, she, she made it. She's looking out. Where in reality, I feel like I'm just now getting it started. And it's been about 25 years that I've been in the trenches in terms of serving on boards for nonprofit, building charity events where 100% of the proceeds go to whatever foundation I'm helping. You know, currently right now I serve on the board for a group called Dana's Footprints where they're helping inner city kids to be able to access, you know, regular tennis shoes because, you know, for, for kids in poverty, tennis shoes give them life, you know. And so there's just so much that we help with all the time. The biggest advocacy for me is definitely mental health. Um, so we have, you know, military veterans that we're continually supporting, whether it be with our time, with our finances, or, or with lending our voice to theirs so that their missions can be supported. Yeah, mental health is really, really important. And I think it's, the, it's one of the threads between the community, physical, and the mental aspects that you're working with. Now, you had just mentioned a group that is raising money for tennis shoes for for kids. Can you s- state that again? I, I wasn't able to jot that down. Yeah, so the, the company is called Dana's, or the nonprofit is called Dana's Footprint. So I serve on the board for them just to lend my experience. Um, and I feel like every month we're either donating funds, gathering goods, and just helping different organizations, you know, as much as we can. But this, is, this one hits hit home for me. 
Um, a mentor of mine who was in direct sales has a very compelling story about growing up, you know, in poverty. And his older sister at the time had taken five kids who had just lost their parents to go to the store and just let them choose out whatever shoe they wanted. And being from Dallas, Texas, it was so important to these kids, you know, that, that he never forgot that. Well, shortly after, their sister passed away. And so they took it upon themselves to create this movement called Dana's Footprint. So here shortly, we'll be helping gyms to challenge each other, to raise funds, lift weights, and make a mark together so that inner city kids in our markets can be supported through our efforts in fitness. That's, That's awesome. And you're right. A new pair of tennis shoes means so much for kids. It really does. Yeah. You know, um, I remember years ago, uh, I was raised by a single mom and we, we bought seconds for tennis shoes, you know, blemishes or blems, we used to call them. And my mom would drive down and, and we'd find these and they had these Converse high tops with, they had blems, but they were Converse high tops. Right. And I remember just two blocks away from the house asking to be let out of the car so I could run in my new shoes. It's amazing. It's a small thing, but it's a huge thing. It's no, a, absolutely. It's a huge thing. And, you know, and let's be real. Personal training is an investment in your health, right? And even for self-development. But when people know that it could potentially give back to their community, whether they know it or not, you know, we don't, we don't have to scream those things from a mountaintop when people are charging their cars at the gym. But they know that because we've been in the trenches for years, that that money is going to be done for something better than what they're doing in the moment. And I think that's so vital because people love to have a sense of belonging. And even through these hard times, you know, we can always help someone. It doesn't matter what your wealth looks like. It doesn't matter what your story looks like. We, the, the, the best part is not just people who can write a check at a gala, you know, or the people who just donate, you know, quietly. It's seeing the community come together for something big something where it's more of a time commitment or a resource. Like for me, those are the most valuable when it comes to giving back. Well, those things last on forever. I mean, that's a ripple that continues, right? And it affects your community. It's affecting your way of life as well. I mean, that, that's what exactly. I think people forget is that when you clean up your community or you work in your community or you plant flowers in your community, you're really bettering your own world which is exactly enlightened self-interest. Well, you've got a, a, an amazing passion. Who's been one of the biggest influences in your life to help fuel this passion of yours? Ah, I appreciate that. Well, obviously, you know, Tim Grover and some of our mentors have directly helped us to kind of snap back in and get it together, you know, long enough for us to pick back up when some of those failures can come around with just building anything. Um, but I, Outside of my daughter, I would definitely say that my dad, um, one thing I love about Tim Grover is that he makes me, he, he confirms to me that the way I was brought up and the way that we were taught to think and the ability to have a free, free mindset to make decisions for ourselves and question the status quo and develop our own identity, that's exactly how I was raised. So when I started some of these brands, um, I saw my father doing a lot for the community. My parents were very driven and athletic. Um, I grew up with so many health issues, but they always showed me how to have fight. And, you know, my father's uh, fighting cancer currently. So even when I went through some severe kidney issues several years back, um, it wasn't my health that I was worried about. 
it was more of my father's legacy going through me in a way that would give our family and our family name uh, just uh, something something to live with, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like seeing this proclamation in front of me, it's not even about the, the power of what that can do and leverage for business. It's more about knowing that I'm sticking to my ethics and making my family proud. And I feel like we're past that point now. But I would definitely say that my father has had a major impact on just, you know, uh, not giving up and letting him see this legacy and, and the birth of this movement um, before his day comes. You know, that once again is speaking about something greater than yourself. I mean, how you answered the question, Elva, was a beautiful way of looking at someone's pouring into you as not being that you had a reaction, but that instead you wanted to honor that person. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like, you know, Tim Grover says, Kobe said back, you know, back then that the job's not finished. And I think we forget those vital tools, you know, sometimes we can have role models of what to become. And other times we have role models of what not to become. Regardless, all of those challenges and all of those you know, perspectives are unique to us, but it's our responsibility to push that bar. If if we can't do it for ourselves, we'll definitely do it for our children or for our legacies. And at the least, do it for someone else beyond you. It'll keep you fighting. Well, we're the link between the past and the future, right? We're the link of everyone who's come, come before us and our family um, or those that have poured into us and those that come after us. We don't exactly. stay. We don't stay, (laughs) you know, we all transition out at some point. Right. And, you know, what we do with the time that we've been given and no one knows what that expiration date is, you know, no one knows. Right. So what we do with that time um, will have a ripple effect. Exactly. I mean, if we think of our last name as like to start with, I actually use this uh, reference in Beautiful Minds. You know, you ask a kid to write, what does your name stand for? And you'll see them write their dreams or, you know, what they believe that their name should stand for. And they, they go to town. They'll, they'll write you two pages on that. I love history. So I love learning about, you know, the times in history where there was honor and integrity and respect and a family name really stood for something valuable. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we forget those things. And so a lot of times I'll start to crack the perspective and say, what does your family name mean to you? And then out of that, what principles do you feel like were taught from the first leaders that you know, which are your parents? And which ones do you believe that you need to fill the gap on? That'll help us to keep fighting and pushing those family names even further in a way that feels right to us. But people don't think that way. You know, they don't have a roadmap. They don't have those principles or values laid out for them. Well, our communities may be similar. Um, Growing up, we were always reminded that our last name meant something and we weren't to screw it up. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> you know. So I may have skipped this, but I think it's really important for people to understand. You didn't wake up as the CEO of two companies. You didn't wake up one day and be named to the top 100 of, you know, healthcare influencers or um the mayor didn't call you up one day out of the blue and say, um, you know, August 8th hereafter is going to be Champions Club Day. What were some of the biggest challenges you faced when you first started out to getting to the point where you are now, even though at this point you may feel that you're just now getting started? What were some of those early challenges that you faced in starting out? 
I would say the first one definitely is the capital. Um, I didn't have a million dollars in the bank or even a hundred thousand dollars in the bank to just start a vision off the ground. I have, a, I had a lot of tenacity and I think about 10 years ago, I'm 36 right now. Um, you know, everything we experience is, is, is pivoting you up to this point, right? So what I decided about 10 years ago was that I need to be better at things like negotiations. And I would read books on, you know, oil and gas nego- negotiations, which I wasn't even in that industry. I submerged myself in the word leadership in my church, which I wasn't so connected to at the time, uh, in business, in money, in family. I just wanted to be the best leader I knew that I could be. And so I got to work on that self-development. But the first challenge I would say is that, you know, I made moves based on where I was. And one thing I've heard people say, you know, which it's, it's not for me. This all this isn't for me. This isn't Elva Trevino's gym.com. You know, it's, it's, I named it Champions Club to always sort of be behind the scenes and to elevate people, not myself. And I think that's important to know because as these titles come up, um, one challenge, on, honestly, was also having acceptance and peace that there may be people who may not want to see this work. Be it people from my past, people in our community, you know, even though I was born in Phoenix, Arizona, my family is Mexican and Cuban. And my mother was born here in the States, and my father wasn't. So I had to make a lot of peace of, okay, Elva, do you know exactly what role you're about to take? Because I knew then, I had a gut instinct that that I was supposed to make a major mark in, in this way. And it took me a few months for me to really digest, are you ready for this? Mm. Are you ready to, to commit to the finish line no matter what's going to come your way? I've had people try to attack my business. I've had people try to steal from my business. I've had people try to limit opportunities. You know, we're a predominantly woman-based gym. And there's so many gyms out there. But, you know, it's it's one of those things, taking politics out, that I just had to make a lot of peace within myself. Not of the work, but in being in the public eye in a way that people could tear you down. So I think between the the, the lack of, of, of funding from the beginning, um, and then that identity part, that was so so important. But a lot of people, which is probably the best compliment I think I get every time, Elva, you say something, but you literally just do it. Whereas some people have some visions and dreams, they want to make a pivot, but they allow fear and their over analytical brains to limit the fact that they need to be in action at some point. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that those two were definitely some of the biggest challenges in the beginning. Well, you have plowed right through those challenges and have decided, you decided then and you're deciding now. Whatever the challenges are, you're going to face them head on. Exactly. So outside of work, outside of a very, very busy schedule, and you're a mom, which is a full-time job, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. What are you interested in right now outside of work? What are you curious about? Curious about? Curious, yes. Um, yeah, just how, how, to, how, to, how to help more people in a way that's not about money. I currently uh, joined the United Nations as a volunteer uh, because I know charity is a huge part of what I've always done. And so it's, it's learning how to, you know, every room I get into, I know how to make my way to the top in a way that helps to enhance the community I'm involved in. Case in point, Tim Grover. Case in point, Grant Cardone, who's playing my face in Miami at their corporate office every day for their workshops. You know, it's, but it's not about money. It's more about impact for me. So 
putting myself in larger, scarier rooms. It's more about how much more can I grow in this lifetime so that I can give back as much as I possibly can, whether that be through finances and also through the story. You know, I went through 13 kidney surgeries a few years back and had two nephrostomy tubes out of my left kidney while I was on stages public speaking about health, fitness, and business. Personally, God didn't give me those challenges without a sense of knowing that there are people out there that are waiting for me to help them. Mm-hmm. And if I don't become the strongest leader that I can possibly become in this lifetime, and that's not even about work, that's just about me, then I'm limiting the potential of people who could potentially hear my story or follow through on a testimony, you know, or see it through my daughter, that it's an injustice not to pass along the tools that we've been given in this life, be it through motherhood, be it through the community and charity. So one thing, and we're, you know, you, you're, you're in wealth and finance, right? Yes. One thing that really shifted my mindset about money doesn't matter was that I finally realized, yeah, but the more that we make, the more we can give back. That is true. So and- with things like that, there were things like that that made me start looking at who Elva was away from just the work, how Elva was developing personally away from just the job title. Now I'm connected to a mission. And that's why I always tell people it's literally just about helping people. I know that there are bigger things ahead that will have to continue to get me out of my businesses. But for now, I'm having a blast just growing, making mistakes, and just, you know, uh, allowing people to see the transparency in that, be it personal or professional. Well, I think this is a true statement. One way or the other, everyone is going to give it all back. We can take nothing with us. Exactly. But we can choose how we give it back, right? We can have a Mm -hmm. voice in that. and We can have an action in that. And you, my friend, have devoted your life as you move forward to looking at more ways that you can give back and help your community. If, if other people want to be involved with you or want to assist you in any way, can you share some of your coordinates? How would they get in touch with you on LinkedIn? How do they get in touch with you regarding your, your Champions Club or your Beautiful Mind uh, organization? Yeah. yeah, so the best way, honestly, a lot of things that we've done to now have been word of mouth. So if you were to email me at info at champions, club.global you know helping people is in so many different arenas that maybe people want to reach out because they want to support the movement more than just the personal training i feel like like meeting people through my email has always been the best way in my opinion because i'm able to connect set up calls dive into people's um, visions or where they're coming from their stories and see how things can perhaps click with something that we're doing or something that we can lend a hand with um, we are on Instagram, champions underscore club underscore. But again, you know, ha- being a woman's gym, we're pretty protective of the followers in our social media. Um, oh, yes. We still, don't, we still don't have a sign in our gym, which I love, because it's more about the connection to people and their stories more than just our website. So I would definitely say that emailing me at info at championsclub.global would be the best way to connect. Okay, and that's dot .global. That's not dot .com, not dot .net. That's dot .global. Global. Terrific. Elva, thank you. Thank you very much for your time today, sharing with the audience uh, your passion, your insight. And I, I was thrilled 
when you uh, when you accepted the invitation, and I'm even more thrilled now. So thank you, thank you very much. No, anytime, and you know, I, I'm, it's really cool to see how you're evolving and the power you have in you. So anything you need help with, let us know. Terrific. Well, listen, this has been a terrific day, a terrific opportunity to speak to a wonderful person, and let me encourage you to always invest in what you love.